everyone how's it going welcome back to the infatuation podcast today we have a really fun show for you we're going to be speaking with musician songwriter leo shaw aka lo high but before we talk to lo high let's introduce our co-host for the day she's back for her second episode it's my student again sydney hey sydney how's summer going hi mr chen summer's going great mostly been preparing for college exam uh college applications and I'm going on a trip in a couple days, actually. That's I will be right. flying. Yeah. By the time this comes out, I'll probably either be there or just came back from it. Yeah, we actually have a lot of episodes backed up. So this might not come out till August. So I think you will be back. This will be like right before school starts. Oh, I'm coming back right before school starts, actually. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Well, <laughs> maybe we'll see you uh, before school. Maybe we won't. But uh, excited about senior year? No. <laughs> <laughs> senior year is probably the most stressful from what i hear because everyone's worried Candy. about getting accepted yeah it, it depends like if you get if you get some of your work done now like some of your application stuff done now it's not too bad yeah i don't know just very worried for senior year pa i passed my exam though so i am hoping for that 10 percent <laughs> 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 if you don't know what we're talking about, uh, Sydney was in my AP Bio class last year, and we got the AP Bio results, and Sydney passed. So congratulations, Sydney. And now she wants a grade bump from last year. <laughs> I'm good for it. We'll, we'll see. I promised you guys. So uh, we'll take care of that in the fall. Mm -hmm. So uh, today we have a musician with us. Are you? What kind of music are you into? I am into a huge variety. So I'm into Korean uh korean r&b which i i've heard that lohai has produced a lot or he okay. produces chinese r&b uh-huh um i'm very into r&b in general just very calm music like just playing in the background when i'm studying i also do like k-pop a lot which i also heard that lohai uh -huh. produces. so i'm very interested to hear about that um what kind of music do you listen to mr chen uh yeah you know it varies yeah you know, i grew up i was in high school in the 80s so <laughs> there's a lot you know i go back to that music quite a bit but yeah i, I listen to anything i listen to to i listen to k-pop too i listen to um anything from the 90s 2000s 2010s 20s you know it doesn't really if it's good music i'll listen to it so i listen to a little bit of low high stuff and it's uh it's good it's chill it's kind of uh, on brand. He kind of brands himself as a lo-fi Asian American uh, musician. So a lot of his stuff is is very mellow, but really good. Like really just like technically good to listen to and stuff. So I'm excited to talk to him. He actually does some rap too. Like he's in a group called Night Market, which is about I think there's four guys. Uh -huh. One of them is Jason Chu. He's a he's a well-known Asian American or Chinese American rapper. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, so we'll talk a little bit about that, but it looks like he's here. So we'll talk to Leo in a minute. And that brings us to our guest today. Lo Hai is a Los Angeles-based alternative R&B lo-fi artist. 
He blends Western and Eastern cultures together, singing and rapping in Chinese and in English. Please welcome to the show, Lohai. Hey, Leo, how's it going? Good. Thanks for having me on, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah. Are you are you coming in from Los Angeles today? Yeah. Yeah. From from LA today. You guys are in the Bay in the Bay Area, right? Yeah, that's why I'm wearing like a fleece and like three layers. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I was uh, I was just up visiting my my parents. Oh, your parents are up here. Yeah, was just in the was just in the Bay Area. All right, so you know. <laughs> I'm also starting something new. I'm giving guests the choice of what category they want to start with. So we usually do kind uh, of a who, why, and a and a what category. Do you have any hmm. preference on what you want to talk about first? Hmm. Uh, why and how? I like that Ooh, one. Yeah, yeah, I love it. All right, so let's get into in, in depth. The, the, that yeah you know i, I kind of like that because when you just start talking about oh where were you born and stuff people might tune up but this is the meat right this is kind of the the heart of the interview mm -hmm. so let's jump in all right so you're a musician and a songwriter and a singer uh was there any sort of when you were a kid was there any sort of a roadmap for you like did you did you meet any mentors or did you have anyone kind of pointing the way to this career for you yeah 100 percent. i remember it was I remember the exact moment. It was it was eighth grade for me because okay. before before that point, you know, I played violin, I played piano, good Chinese kid. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, uh, but music always felt like a chore because it was always presented mm -hmm. in a very structured way. You know, play what's on the on the sheet music. You know, be straight straightforward with it. But I took this elective called rock band. So I walk into this. I walk into this music room. There's like five drum kits set up. There's uh -huh. like eight electric guitars set up. So there's like 20 kids uh, all playing at once. <laughs> most chaotic thing ever. Like probably definitely sounded terrible, but you know, I walk in, everyone just walks in and he's like, Oh, what do you, what do you play? What, what's, what's up with you? So oh, I play piano. He's like, all right, get on, get on the keys. Uh, so that was my first time playing rock music, uh, jazz music, really getting exposed to that music as, as well even though I was li listening to like Linkin Park, but getting exposed uh -huh. to like older, you uh -huh. know, rock, rock stuff like Nirvana, all these, yeah. all these things I never listened to before. And um, yeah, experiencing for the first time seeing sheet music where it, it doesn't show you all the exact notes to play. It's just, <laughs> it's just a chord sheet. Yeah. I was like, Mr. McCormick, uh, what, do, what do I do? He's like, Oh, C chord. You know what a C chord is? I'm like, yeah, it's these notes. He's like, mess around with those go have go have fun i need to i need help the the five drummers we got going going out here using like playing a kit for the first time mm -hmm. so that was my first time where i realized oh music can be a way that i can express myself Man, versus just being fun. a direct reflection of mm -hmm. of what i've been given yeah yeah all right shout out mr mccormick <laughs> mr mccormick that's my guy i hope i hope he's good I hope he's yeah no that's very cool sounds chaotic but it's like a playground, right? It's kind of like the musician's playground. Yeah, it sounded cool. awful. Sounded awful. <laughs> I've, I've seen videos of uh, our recitals from my parents and terrible stuff, but inspiring. <laughs> All right. And then, uh, so then kind of later in life, I guess you started songwriting. And did that, was that something that you kind of taught yourself how to do? Or where did you learn how to write songs? Actually, I remember having this aversion to singing at all because huh. I don't even know where it came from. I 
I because I, I definitely sang choir in elementary school, but at some point, I think at the start of puberty, I was like singing is a <laughs> girl thing. It's it's not it's not for, it's not for guys. Yeah, but then yeah. I, I I had a friend, his name is Ben Chang, and he sang. I he would just sing all the time, like in class. And he was an incredible, incredible singer, like Elton John fan, everything. So hearing mm-hmm. him sing, I was like, oh, I want to sing too. We started a band together. He got me into like choir choir again also also in middle school so that that kicked off a lot of singing for me like i did honor choir all that sort of thing all the way through through high school but that also started me writing my own writing my own stuff back in middle yeah. school yeah was was this the era too where, where youtube was blowing up and and some of those guys were, were kind of starting to put covers on and starting to do their own stuff yeah definitely yeah were there any musical influences you had from like, I mean, I guess thinking for myself, there there wasn't a lot of Asian American influences back in my day and it really didn't change for decades. But did you see anyone that made it look like you could do it? Like you say, hey, I could do that or that guy looks like me. Yeah, I think my my, I guess, Asian diaspora experience is a little different because I actually grew up in Beijing for most of okay. my life uh, between six, six to 18. So you oh, know, wow. I, I was listening to stuff like the John Mayers, the the Jason Mrazes, Ed, Ed Sheerans as models for like the singer songwriter kind of indie folk stuff where what where a lot of my original music is is like, but also listen to a lot of Mandarin pop. So mm-hmm. uh, especially stuff of Hong Kong too, where they would kind of do like jazz infusion stuff as well, like your Khalil Fong, um, those kind of people really like that. On top of of course your classic Mando. <laughs> Mando, scream your heart out, heartbreak ballads. Yeah. 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 Sorry, Sydney, I took your question. It's okay. I was about to ask. Um, so for my question is, what was your why of getting into music? Like, mm. is it been just something that came natural to you? And what stories do you hope to tell with these stories? Or what, what stories do you hope to tell with your music in specific? Yeah, I think... Uh, Music, music, frankly, started out very selfishly for for me because I, I went to I went to an international school in Beijing where a very high pressure academic in, environment mm-hmm. where, you know, I remember I remember I remember freshman year one of my friends like she got a three point nine five GPA for her first quarter like progress report and she like sat down in the middle of the hallway and cried. She was crushed. <laughs> yeah, that kind of, that kind of environment. Oh, no. um, and my parents never put like. A ton of pressure on me to be like the straight straight a student um but i i think in an in a place where everyone was like how can we get better and better grades uh as a kid growing up i was like okay well how can i distinguish myself how can how can i find the way that i'm i'm special and i was i was always like someone that did a lot of different things like sports arts um and there weren't really many people uh writing songs at that time so mm-hmm. there's <laughs> there's a sense as a kid of like, yeah, I'm I'm gonna be special in this way. I'm gonna be different than than every everyone else. Um and so yeah, in in high school it was very much it's very much love songs. That's that's how uh, I wrote songs. The first song I ever wrote, oh god, it's a terrible song. It's called Fallen Angel. Uh-huh. Oh god. <laughs> For my first girlfriend. Uh-huh. It was terrible. So a lot of love songs in in high school. Uh, actually, when I got to, but when I got to college, I, I got really sick of writing love songs. So I was like, it's the same thing over again. It's the same feeling. <laughs> but uh, 
in, in college, I started learning a lot more about Asian American history mm. or just American history in, in general. And obviously things that I was not taught at this international school in, in Beijing, you know, learning a lot of history, things that kind of contextualize what it means to be Asian American. Um, and that was a learning experience for me because I didn't grow mm. up Asian in, in America. So, but kind of like learning about experiences of, of say Asians that were the only one of only few Asians in their high school in the in the Bible Belt and what those experiences were were like uh, I began writing about that kind of topic so mm. like what it means to grow up between two cultures like how how to navigate that following up with that was your music from the get-go like when you were studying abroad was it mostly in Chinese or like a mix between the both like how it is now yeah, actually, actually, growing up, I only wrote in English. Mm. And it wasn't until actually uh, meeting Jason and then interning for him for a while. And now we've become close collaborators and friends. And we started uh, Night Market, like a Mandarin hip hop, hip hop, uh, trap and hip hop group. And originally, I wasn't rapping on it at all. Because mm-hmm. uh-huh. I was like, he like pulled me in. I was like, okay, well, I'm a singer. So I'm going to sing. I'm gonna write. I'm gonna write hooks for you. I'm not. I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> not gonna do any of that. But slowly, just through writing together a lot, um, yeah, the guys in the group, Saki, Saki, and Jason, kind of pushed me to be like, "Yo, you you grew up in Beijing, like uh-huh. you know, we're we're like doing Mandarin hip hop shit. Like you should, you should, you should try that." And then yeah. that just fit very naturally for me. I'd say I, mm-hmm. I'm actually much more comfortable. Uh, rapping in Mandarin and in English, it feels feels like I I'm like in a different in, in a different persona. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you, I, I don't know if I, people have told you this, but I think they probably have that. It's almost like a different vocal quality too when you right. when you sing versus when you rap. Like it's mm-hmm. like you have a very baritone boy voice, but mm-hmm. when you sing, you sing in the upper registers, and when you rap, is a little more you know a little more street, a little more husky. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. I grew up listening to all these male tenors, so I I, <laughs> I I would try to emulate that. So if anything, you know, going to rap or you know writing my own stuff in my own register has been almost like a healing process. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. cause I'm not trying to be something um, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not uh-huh. trying to literally sing into a range that is, is not comfortable for me, but then I feel like I should be singing like, so. Yeah. 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 <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, actually. So if it's okay with you, I like to do this with artists. I, I like to listen to a little bit of your stuff if that's okay. And you can kind of sure. give us some, some deep cuts on the in, inside information on this. So it looks like you're. Your first album was hyphenated 2017 or first yes, EP. First EP. Let's see. Off of um off of that album, I really like Faded Photos. Is that one of your favorite songs off of there too? Or? Yeah. I mean, I think looking back, I think it was musically definitely the strongest, the most universal uh mm-hmm. from that album. All right. So we're gonna listen to Lohai's Faded Photo. Uh you can listen to this on Spotify. Is that kind of the main way people listen to your stuff nowadays? Yeah. Yeah, definitely yeah. Spotify. All right. Uh, you want to give us a little background on it? Sure. Uh, actually, I didn't really write that song initially, intending for it to be a public release. Mm. It was actually an it was actually an anniversary song uh, for uh-huh. my girlfriend at, at at the time. So, yeah, didn't, never thought it was it was going to be something that would be on on the album. 
but I remember she was like, Hey, you should, should you should get that recorded. <laughs> and, uh, had no idea it would become, you know, my most streamed song, uh, by far. Yeah. And yeah, it was, it was, uh, I kind of missed writing that way where, you know, I, I have a good understanding of music theory, but for the guitar part and the start of the song, I literally started with a chord and I was like, okay, what if I move my finger here? How does that sound? Okay. That's interesting. What if I move both down a little bit? Okay. That's not good. Okay. Move it here. <laughs> so that's literally how I figured out the chord pattern. It was, it wasn't, it wasn't like, oh, we're going to go from an A major to F sharp minor. It was, yeah, it was purely tri trial and error. So I'm happy with how that yeah. turned out. All right, let's listen to Faded Photo by Aloha. Feels like so much time has passed, but none at all. Ever grateful, it's not the curtain call. So lost in your halo, girl, you make me sing. Songs of love beneath the shining wings I want to be the light in your light Be the happiest of your good times Be the smile you didn't know you had Be the most satisfying Alright man, that, that's you on all those tracks? Yeah, and the the claps we actually recorded live in the okay. studio. Those are not those <laughs> not are not a digital clap. That's actually nope, analog claps. Oh man! So Sydney, if your if your boyfriend wrote a song like that for you, it'd be it'd be hard to say no to that guy, right? <laughs> it'd be pretty hard, I would say. <laughs> oh man, yeah, no, that's beautiful. Uh, any so that was just kind of like uh, was it a poem that you had wrote? Did you go lyrics first or melody first? At the time, at the time, I was writing purely lyrics first. Mm -hmm. uh, now, as I've gotten more into like industry songwriting or like writing for TV and film, uh, I've I've moved to melody first. So mm -hmm. that's why I miss. It's nostalgic listening to that song because I don't know that I would ever write lyrics in that in that kind of stream of consciousness uh -huh, uh -huh. way. I'm always thinking now about okay, where's it where's it gonna end up? Where are we in the <laughs> pop structure yeah. of of things? Uh -huh, so it's a very uh -huh. pure, it's a very pure and song in that yeah. way. So is that like on on the back of a napkin or, or a diary, a journal? <laughs> where, where did that one first take life? I think that song I actually did write uh physically on a on a notebook. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice. All right. Yeah, almost two million downloads, man. So mm -hmm. that thing slaps. Yeah. All right. So your first full album, 384, was an EP in 2021. Am I getting that right? Is that your first full, full album? Yes, first full album. And I heard that it was dedicated to your grandma yes. on that one. And I, I noticed a lot more things about culture and things about, you know, who you are as a Chinese American. Uh, what can you tell us about that album? Yeah, so 384 was my house number when I was in Beijing. So mm. that's that's why the album is named the way it was. Um yeah, it was it was written after after my grandma on my mother's side had had passed and she was a really influential person on my life because she used to come over on the weekends and teach me Chinese mm. in in the mornings. So I can credit her specifically with the fact that my Chinese is still passable. 
Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it really, it really had me thinking about family, um, you know, legacy, uh, how I want to, how do I want to be with the people that that matter to me? Uh, for me, it was the first like really major death death in the family. So mm-hmm. it was really. Uh, yeah, it was a really emotional, emotionally striking moment. So that's where that's where the album came from. Yeah, yeah. And then I, I have a song in mind, but do you have your favorite song off of that album? Um, usually, I'd say I'd say Tether, but okay. um, I think Aching is probably my personal favorite off, oh, that, okay. off of that album. Yeah writing writing wise what was the thought behind aching i i like i like aching because it's just a more general song i think that's what i like about uh faded photo as well i think early on in my songwriting career i just (laughs) i oftentimes wanted to tell a very specific story Mm -hmm. so then when i play shows and stuff i'd explain the whole story take like (laughs) two three minutes (laughs) i just cringe thinking thinking back to that but i just wanted people to you know be so specific and now i think as an artist i understand a lot more that you know people will listen to it and have their own experience of it and have you know link their own memories to it so as even no matter how much i explain i can't really control people's interpretation or what they take away from a song so i've kind of let go of control Mm -hmm. of that so Mm -hmm. aching aching i think one is one of those songs where i'm like oh you don't even need to like really focus on the lyrics for the entire song but there might be some things that jump out and are meaningful to people and that's good enough for me yeah people mm-hmm. will get what they get right <laughs> yes i definitely yeah. agree with that i feel like when i listen to songs especially um i mostly focus on the sound of it and then some lyrics will stand out significantly which like is what links my memories to those songs yes all right, let's hear Aching by Lil High off of the album 384. Felt it in my chest when you left. Silent promises I overslept. How could you leave me to the walls? But the worst part is I know that it's my fault. This whole album is really sweet. Yeah, it's really beautiful, especially Thank you. This slice fruit. And also the album, like the album art is beautiful as well. Mm. Yeah. Is it photos of your grandmother? Yes. It's photos of my grandmother. Um mm-hmm. my cousin on my on my dad's side has made uh both the initial two album arts, both for hyphenated and for three four. Mm-hmm. And I, I realized I got the year wrong. I got 2018 was 384 and then 2021 was come back home so sorry about that i lose track too (laughs) so those were those were kind of written college days they're they're still 
Uh, three or four Three. was about a year out of college. Okay. Written and uh, hyphenated was released in my during my senior year. Oh wow, wow! <laughs> what was I doing my senior year of college? I wasn't writing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I wasn't writing songs. That's for sure. But uh, yeah, no, those are great. So everyone should go check those out on Spotify. Uh, Cindy, you want to do your question here? Yeah, of course. I also heard that you did. Uh, you did write one of the songs on American Born Chinese on Disney Plus. Which which song is that? It's uh, about is it about to bag or bag the bow? Ooh. I forget which episode. It might have been episode six. I think it's ep six. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, that was cool. That, I, I have to admit, that's kind of how I found you. Was you <laughs> cool. know you just came up in my reels and it was you and Jason sitting ah, there. I uh, saw reacting. that too. Yeah. <laughs> reacting to it dropping when the the episode hit disney plus and that's yeah. got to feel cool right you got this this mainstream show on disney plus with huge stars and a lot of eyeballs on it and obviously a lot of ears on it as well and your song comes up at the end of ep6 how does that feel i mean it feels surreal it feels surreal i think it it really hit me when uh i think when i watched it myself i was like okay you know this is this is cool but you know, sometimes creatively, I'm I'm in career mode, like oh, you know, what's 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 next? You know, how can we write more for them? That kind of that kind of thing. But the moment where it slowed down and really hit me was um, I have a I have a good friend who works at Gold House, if you're familiar, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and we've been really good friends uh, just since since college. And he he mess he texted me. He was like. Hey, I just want to say how wild it is that we've been friends for so long and then we've been working on promoting the show through the Gold House side. And then uh-huh. I hear your song just slap me in the face at the end of this episode. Pretty cool. <laughs> like out of all the, you know, all all the recognition, um, I think that's the moment I'll, I'll remember the most. Just a, a really close friend who's kind of been working in the film side of things. So like where the where music and and film meets you know, through, through these sync, sync placements is a, is a really cool place to be. Yeah. Yeah. And you've done some others too. You did Woo Assassins for Netflix and your, your music was featured on Warrior as well. HBO Warrior, which is yes. pretty cool. So yeah, these are pretty epic. You know, I think, I feel like we're getting some, some Asian American and Asian producers and directors and writers pushing out projects. And so it's good to have people on both sides of the camera and now we have people writing the music you know like this is a i think this is unprecedented this era that we're in right now yeah i and you know this this links into how i got into the sync world in the first place so i don't know if you know who chops chops music is uh his mm-hmm. name's scott jung and he was a part he was a part of this he was part of the the first asian american hip-hop group ever to be signed to a major label they were called the mountain brothers mm-hmm. so now he does mainly sync work. So it was originally back in Warrior season one when he he was he met Jason at a conference and then he was looking for someone to translate a piece of a song into Mandarin and and sing it. So that was the first TV and film work I had I had mm-hmm. ever done. So if you watch the season finale um, of season one of, of Warrior, there's like an epic final scene where it's almost like a walk into the sunset kind of kind of scene and that was my first placement ever. Nice. Nice. A little shout out for our podcast. We're uh, Sydney. You don't know this. We're interviewing father June. Father on Thursday. Oh, Perry. Yeah. So Perry young, who does some music work on, yes, on warrior too. Yeah. 
Yes, he so, does. And, and fingers crossed, he's going to make a he's make an appearance. He's going to slide in from uh, New York City or something. I don't know. Wow. Father June, he's still around. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just guessing. I'm just guessing. <laughs> <laughs> Terrifying character. Terrifying. Yeah, no, nah, he's great. He's great, but he's uh, he's cool too. He's coming on the pod. All right, can we listen to a little bag that bow? Now this is your sure. rapping in Mandarin, yeah. Yes. Uh, we can listen cool. to the Mando version. Yeah, let's do it. So I'm on Night Market now. That's spelled N I T E M R K T. I'll link. I'll link all this in our show notes. Sweet. Oh man, the guys are so good. If you guys don't know, Jason Chi has been doing it for a while. How long has oh, Jason yeah. been doing it? Like decades, yeah. Over one decade at least. <laughs> oh, definitely. Definitely. It's been yeah. doing it a long time. The difference between your mute your like music on your own and the night mark is really crazy to see like <laughs> the duality. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's no, cool, man. All right, so if you if you had to choose singing or rapping, you choose you choose singing or oh, if you were to wipe my ability, yeah, if to you, do one if or you the only other. could do one, <laughs> yeah, I would sing. I would okay. I would stick with singing. Okay, but rapping is pretty cool. It's a cool, it's a good <laughs> question. I'd think about uh, that one. Actually, yeah, I, actually, I think I dropped a lightning round question on you a little bit early. <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I think we're starting to see, starting and starting to see some Asian American artists come up in all genres, you know, and I, I think maybe some of it is to do with the K-pop invasion as well. But the Asian musician or Asian singer-songwriter is kind of coming up a little bit. What are you seeing in the Asian American music scene? Are are you starting to see that too? Producers and writers and singers and rappers. Honestly, I think I think we're in an age where just dope Asian American musicianship is just cropping up in all all genres. Mm-hmm. Like I don't I don't feel that that's a restrictive thing anymore. If anything, yeah. now doing you know a genre where it's like oh, I've never seen an Asian person do that genre, that's going to be the mm-hmm. dope thing that. Yeah. Uh, pops off on on TikTok or whatever because it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's different. It's it's interesting. So yeah, it's been it's been a good time. Yeah, we, I mean, I got to give a shout out to my girl Coco Lee. Yeah. Uh, the bad news dropped this Rest week, but she was the first for me. You know, uh, my uh, <laughs> fun fact: my one of my friends actually went to the winter ball with her, Wallenberg oh, wow. High School here in San Francisco. Oh. But yeah, so talented, had the amazing pipes, and just had a, a great career. But was fighting some demons so rest in peace coco hopefully mm-hmm. hopefully we'll hear Good you boy. again someday but, i actually uh, yeah mm-hmm. i ahead. actually went to middle school or we went to the same middle school and my dad just brought her up recently too mm-hmm. while we were in the car today it's really sad yeah san francisco girl So uh, what are the future plans for Lohi or Night Market? What are you guys up to? Yeah, I mean, there's always 
our our agent has been very good. Shout out shout out to Nick from from Proper One helping us get all get all these placements. Um, yeah, we actually have me and Jason are doing doing a small camp coming up, writing a bunch of new music for Night Market. So that's going to be exciting. We haven't mm-hmm. we haven't mm-hmm. done that in a while, just because you know we have we have our own creative project. So that's usually our our primary focus. But, uh, and that would be for like college kids, high school kids who want to get into the industry, or what would the camp be for? Oh, oh, like as in a writing camp. Like oh, oh gonna... just like you guys sitting around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was like a summer camp the kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's our own summer camp. It's our own okay, summer camp all right, all right. where we write music. You lock yourself in a cabin where you guys go. <laughs> yeah, we have, uh, we've we we've connected with a really dope kind of like a Hong Kong producer. Uh, so we're going to link up with him over over with him at his, his, his studio and vibe out and see, and see what nice. happens. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, otherwise for me, um, just writing, writing new music, meeting a ton of people recently. So we'll see where that music all lands, whether it's a release or pitch, pitch for TV, TV and film. And yeah, so simultaneously going to be working on sad R&B songs and also trap bangers at the same time. So right. keep you posted. Right. Yeah. I also saw that you just started a Patreon account for Lohai Music. Yes. Uh, so this is going to be a chance for people to kind of partner with you and support your music financially, but also they get some perks. What are, what are some of the perks they get if they join your Patreon? Yeah, you get uh, early access, early access to songs. I'm doing like weekly, weekly covers uh, that you'll get high quality downloads uh, for depending on the tier, uh, the highest tier. I could I also been creating like little meditations for people, kind of 30 second loops. Um that's been fun too. I just ask people kind of what's going on in their lives, you know, what they're what they're needing, maybe a message or or affirmation, and then I'll create create a little musical thing for them. So lots of different things. Check it Very out cool. at patreon.com slash low high yeah. music. Low high music, patreon.com. All right. That sounds cool. What about a dude who like needs to win back his girl or something would you be able to sing like a voice message on their phone or something that's <laughs> the it. highest tier the, the super high tier if you're really desperate you need leo to, to come in there and kind of be a fixer uh i'm a, I'm a softy honestly i i'd do it i'd do it for people you can convince me that your your love is worth it i'm, I'm gonna do it <laughs> All right. Hear that, guys? So right in to follow, follow Leo to get more details. <laughs> shoot me a DM. All that's, right. That's well, right. you have survived our tough questions. Thanks for that. We're going to yeah, shoot no you into the lightning round now. You ready for this? Am oh, I allowed to do it? Yeah. All right. Sydney, you want to do it? All right. So who is your favorite guitarist or rap and rapper? Uh, Tim Henson's a crazy guitarist. Uh, Polyphia. Insane guitarist. Favorite rapper. I've, I've listened to a ton of Kendrick's new new album. Um, you know, I love always love the hard stuff, but also him reflecting on his journey with mental health. You know, going going to therapy, being very real about his his struggles. Uh, just really respect mm-hmm. him and his craft as an artist. Yeah. Those are my two. Yeah, that's cool. Kendrick's great. His new album. How long has it been since he post he made a song? Oh, before the recent yeah. album, mm-hmm. I think it was like five years. Yeah, five yeah, years that's or something. Crazy. Yeah. Okay. Next question: What is your favorite type of dumpling? Since you do have the song "Bag That Bow," <laughs> what kind of bow are you bagging? Mm-hmm. Honestly, just straight up, really good steamed dumpling mm-hmm. with like the dumpling vinegar. 
yeah you got classic. you know you, stay, with the, stay with the class go to the shaolong bow right <laughs> yeah that's it that's it all classics all right and that brings us to our signature question we ask our guests who their infatuation is an infatuation is anyone in the asian community living or deceased that has inspired you could be someone you know or someone that you admire from afar so low high who is your infatuation hmm. i'll say joji because mm-hmm. I actually actually met him when I was in, in high school because he mm-hmm. went to an international school in Japan. And then we were both at this like honor choir thing where like all mm-hmm. the different honor choirs from different schools would, would come in and hang out. And I didn't even know like about like any f- filthy Frank stuff. I didn't know any of that. I just met him as George Miller. He was he was a homie <laughs> of a homie. And we just hung out. It was like a bunch of dancers and beatboxers. We had a great time. So just seeing like, you know, those, those humble beginnings uh, to like what he is and just creating really good music it's it's really inspiring so i'll say i'll say that all right joji i know you had a similar growing up in like the beginnings of youtube did you ever try youtube yourself not so much in that in that traditional in that traditional way um but i i mean i grew up on those those people though mm-hmm. like wong fu uh david Choi. love love mm-hmm. love this stuff uh the AJ Raphael's, all that kind of stuff. Tina Granis, yeah. Oh, Are you course. going to Joji's concert this com- this upcoming tour? Now I'm thinking about it. I'm going to have in the clouds, though. So, oh, that'd be fun. Hope to catch him there. Yeah, no, they got a great lineup there, man. All right. Well, I think that does it for our episode. Thanks, Leo, for coming on, a.k.a. Lohi. Appreciate you guys. Great questions. Best of luck with everything. Can't wait to see what you're doing next. Is uh, Stay tuned or better yet, join the Patreon so you know what's coming down the pipe <laughs> at all times. So everyone out there can listen to Lohai's music on Spotify or YouTube. To keep up with everything new with Lohai, you can follow him at Lohai Official and you can find him on his Patreon at Lohai Music. And Sydney, thanks for coming on. Thank you, Mr. Chin, for having me before I leave. <laughs> yeah, have a great trip. So going to the, going to the homeland. Going to the village. I brought it up in the in tons of tons episode a couple, a couple yeah. episodes back so but yeah have some good hopefully. fruit gonna have some good uh durian maybe some dragon fruit we'll bring right. some back for you ah thanks yeah i'll see you in about a month can you believe it <laughs> school summer's almost done summer is basically ending for me or actually by the time this episode drops it'll be like a week <laughs> Oh, well, but hey, everyone out there, as I mentioned, you can always write to us at infatuationpodcast at gmail.com or follow us at infatuationpodcast over at Facebook or Instagram. And now we're on threads. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to do anything on threads, but anyway, you can follow us there if you like. So everyone out there on behalf of Lohai, Sydney and myself, we hope that you are all happy, healthy and safe out there. Until we talk to you again soon. Bye, everyone. Bye. Have a rest of your night. Talk soon. Bye. Slowly, slowly, our branches intertwine Hold me, hold me, we don't have much more time Or could I sit at this breakfast table alone? When your hands laced in mine made it a home Catch me, catch me, my legs and what they used to be Scold me, scold me Catch me when I bleed Have the years etched themselves